We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Today, we've got the man of faith, the man of God, the deputy mayor of Fresno, California, Matthew Grundy. Listen in as he shares at Spiritual Emphasis 2021. Father, we thank you so much for the wonderful pleasure of coming to just sit at your feet, to pursue your face. Help us now, Holy Spirit, move. Because we know if you help us, Lord, we will be helped. Jesus, change us, mold us, make us like you, and go down each and every aisle, Holy Ghost. Grab each person, Lord God. Open the eyes of our understanding and enlighten the eyes of our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I'm so honored to be here. As Pastor Mike mentioned, you know, it's been a few years, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm really excited, excited to be here. I'm going to have a hard time because I'm a pacer, and so all these landmines up here, I may trip over, don't mind me. But, but look, guys, it's just a pleasure to be here with brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm really excited because I know what the Lord said in the Beatitudes. He said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they'll be what? Filled. It's a promise. If we're hungry and thirsty, he said, I'll fill you. How many of us need a filling? I love it. See that expectation with the hands raised? I love it. You see, one thing I've learned is that atmospheres are predictable. Atmospheres are predictable. If we were to go to the moon right now and take a living thing, without it being encapsulated, if it was exposed to the elements, because that atmosphere is predictable, it will kill a living thing. If I take a wooden post and stick it in this ground right here, the ground only knows one thing to do. It knows how to grow things. And if you've ever had a wooden fence, you'll know it'll rot that fence through. Why? Because atmospheres are predictable. So what happens when two or more are gathered in his name? It's predictable that he'll come. And with that expectation, I believe Holy Spirit's going to blow our socks off right now. But the interesting thing about God is he always comes in interesting forms and through interesting vessels and words. And today is a bit of a hard message, I'll be honest. I, I don't particularly look forward to hard messages unless the Lord says, give them. 
because I know all things work together for good. And we kind of sang about it a little bit, a little bit there in that earlier song, but I was asking the Lord, what's the word for this season, for this place, Lord God, for your sons and daughters that are here? And those who do not yet know fully and have not fully come into themselves being sons and daughters. And he gave me the simple word. He said, Matt, in Revelations chapter 4, the word is simply this. Three words. Come up here. Come up here. So today this word, I, I just pray that he'll use me just in a moment that we might all go somewhere. That we might come up to where he is. We know his will is very clear. Jesus said it, his will be done on earth as it is in where? And so heaven is, the, heaven is the place we have to gaze and keep our eyes fixed. He's saying, come up here. And I believe today he's going to unpack some things related to our purpose, our calling, and our assignment. Each one of us has one that's so uniquely woven that he's known before the foundations of the world. And so I, I just pray that he'll unlock that a little bit more today. We're going to read a lot, so I hope you got your Bibles. We're going to gonna start in Philippians. You know, the, the interesting thing is that Jesus has already set the blueprint. So if he's telling us to come up somewhere, don't, let's not follow man. Let's just follow the king of kings. Let's see where he's walked, and let's try to walk that path. And he gave us an example of how he walked in Philippians chapter 2. Familiar passage, but let's read it together. It says, so, and this, guys, is our blueprint. It's our, it's our map. Verse 1, I'll read out of the Amplified. So, by whatever strengthening and consoling and encouraging a relationship in him, by whatever persuasive incentive there is in love, by whatever participation in the Holy Spirit we share, and by whatever depth of affection and compassionate sympathy, verse 2, fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind. Say same mind. Same mind in one purpose, having the same love, being in full accord and harmonious and intention, verse 3. Do nothing from fractional motives or prompted by conceit or empty arrogance instead. In the true spirit of humility, say humility, humility. let each one regard the other as better than or superior to himself. Verse 4. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interest, but also the interest of others. Watch verse 5. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. They amplified it says, let him be your example of humility. Look at how he demonstrated Verse 6, who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. But he stripped himself of all privileges, rights, and dignity so as to assume the guise of a slave. And that he became like men and was born a human being. And after he appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself. Say humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme death even to the death of the cross some of us have heard this passage but look you can't get enough of a good thing this is jesus the king of kings the lord of lords the one who hung every star in the sky the one who said to the oceans, you can go thus far you shall not pass 
And this Jesus, the mind that was in him, was a mind of humility, that he humbled himself to death, and not just any death, the death of the cross. He said, let that same mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. He's saying that mind of humility, this is the mind in which he would have us take on today, church. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. We must be conformed to the mind of Christ, which is humility. Because the last are first and the first are last. And if we are aiming to be where God would have us our, as our champion that we just sung about, we must have this mind of humility, which is in Christ Jesus. It's our purpose, church. I'm going to remind you of a passage that also is probably quite familiar. It sums up our calling and our destiny. It's found in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. You can go there with me, but many of you know it by heart. It simply says this. This is our calling and our purpose. You want to know about assignment? I hear so many brothers and sisters in Christ like, man, I'm saved. What, what am I called to do? They're praying every day. I say, Lord, what do I do? What would you like me to do? Here it is. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Notice it's a condition if. If my people, notice he doesn't, he doesn't say those people. He says my people. See, dogs bark, bees sting, sinners sin. We cannot be moved by the ways of this world or the things that change your culture. He says, if my people, it's not up to them, church. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. I love the fact that he said seek my face. Because once upon a time he also told a man named Moses, no man can see my face and live. What's the revelation there? Only dead people see God. He's called us to seek his face. And no one who seeks his face and sees his face can live. He wants dead men and women. And if it's death even to our own will, which is ultimately the way that we come and receive Christ through salvation, it's saying, not my will, God, but yours only. And for some, there's going to be a death today. For some, you remember the death that you had. I remember my death. I remember who I was. I remember when God paralyzed me on a floor in the second story of a townhouse and I couldn't move and I was saying, Matt, get up. And God spoke to me, not audibly, but he spoke to me. He said, Matt, if you don't dive all the way into me, you will be like this the rest of your life. He was talking to me about purpose. He knew I would never be who I was called to be unless I fully surrendered, put all the chips in and said, Jesus Christ, you are Lord. And so... Today, that's the invitation. Maybe some of you remember. Do you remember? Do you remember who you were before? If it's not a memory, but if it's a current condition, today is the day of salvation. 
But if it's, a, if it's something you remember, can we for a moment humble ourselves? Remember who we were? Get off high religious horses and say, Jesus, I remember who, you, who I was. The utmost of sinners. I remember God. Do you remember? I shouldn't have been born, let alone born again. Do you remember? I remember. Can we humble ourselves, church, for a moment? The second part of that passage, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he says, I will hear. Here's his promise. I will hear. I will forgive your sin. And I will what? Heal your land. Oftentimes, here's the thing, church. We, we see what's going on with our own salvation, but we stop there. Salvation's not the finish line. It's the starting line. God is still interested in the process of healing our land. This is a, this is a never-ending process race it must continue it must go on i'm reminded he reminded me of daniel in daniel chapter 9 in daniel chapter 9 daniel was in a pagan kingdom and daniel a righteous man he heard of what was going on in jerusalem he just heard of it church and you know what he did he wept this is a righteous man this is a righteous man he wept he wasn't in the wrong, but he heard what was going on. Let's go over to Nehemiah. Let's look at Nehemiah as another one. Are you with me still, church? Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 1. I want to read this to you. Look at Nehemiah chapter 1. It says, the words, the story of Nehemiah, son of Halakab, now in the month of Chislev, the 12th year. As I was in the castle of Shushan, Hanani, one of the kinsmen, came with certain men from Judah and asked them about what the surviving Jews who had escaped exile and about Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who escaped exile are in great trouble and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its fortified gates are destroyed in fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept and mourned for days and fasted and prayed constantly before the Lord of heaven. Look, he heard about the wall being felled and he said, look, I'm going to fast and pray. He warned just like Daniel. Daniel, he heard about what was happening. We all practice the Daniel fast often in the beginning of January. He heard what was happening and he said, I've got to know what's going to befall of my people. And he fasted and prayed for 21 days. He wept profusely. He was not comfortable in his current condition knowing what was going on outside of his palace. But sometimes we we can come to church. We can be in our palace of our comfortable jobs and homes and not consider what's going on outside of our palace. Is this too hard of a word? Look, I read a story the other day about a little eight-year-old boy who was beaten so bad by his mom that he died. Here, I heard of a, of a man who flew from the East Coast to kidnap 
rape and kill a 12-year-old girl. And she consented to it. And they were caught in Colorado at an airport. I drive by and I see the homeless. I see the broken. Those who are addicted to drugs, some of us came out of that. I used to be homeless. Listen, does it grieve us, church? Do we drive by it? Do we walk by it? Are there enough dry-eyed preachers preaching the gospel? Because it bothers our father. It grieves him. And it's why I'm standing here weeping with you. It's not okay if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. I'm trying to get us to come up here, church. <laughs> but we got to go down here first. You know, I, I, I recognize that this whole thing of 2 Chronicles 7.14 is nothing new. Forgiving our sin, healing our land, it's a part of the original assignment that we were given. We're talking about purpose and assignment. I'm trying to get us to come up somewhere. In Genesis 1.28, if you have your Bibles, go to that familiar part of the Bible. Genesis 1.28, look at his original intention for us. God said, he blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over everything. Say everything. He wanted us to be fruitful. He wants us to be in relationship. And then he wanted us to subdue the land. And it's no wonder that in Genesis 3.17, what we find is that the fall of man in sin did not just simply separate us in relationship from God. It separated us from our assignment with God. So it's only natural that Jesus, who came and bore our sins on a tree and undid the curse, it's only natural that he would restore right relationship with us and that he restore our assignment. Remember, the first result of the fall, he said this, cursed is the what? The ground, the land for your sake. It's only natural that that would be undone. It's where God would have us start, start at the starting line of salvation and then he'd say, go back, take dominion of the land. Yeah. I'll prove it to you. Let's go look at some other places. Isaiah chapter 61. Familiar passage? I'll read it to you if you don't have your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 61. I love Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 61. In Isaiah, we know that Jesus quoted this. It says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the meek, the meek, the humble. <laughs> Come on. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Remember Job, he said the Lord wounds, but he binds. This is what we're doing right now. We're following that path. We're following that journey. Look at this. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them who mourn. Look, for those who mourn. It says, remember the Beatitudes said, blessed are those who mourn. 
for they will be comforted. Come on. He says to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. Watch this. The planting of our Lord that he might be glorified. First thing, trees of righteousness in right standing with God. He who knew no sin became sin so we might be made the righteousness of God. But part two, look at it. After being made righteous, verse four, that they shall build the old waste and shall raise up former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities and the desolations of many generations. That's the promise. Righteousness, restoration of the land. You need more evidence? Okay, I got you. Isaiah 65. Flo, go a couple pages over. Let's go. Isaiah 65. He points out in, in, in Isaiah 65 the joy of the new age. This is the, the future earth. In verse 16, I'll read it to you. So that, so that he who, he that blesses himself on earth shall bless himself with truth. And he that swears himself in the, swears of himself in the God of truth shall because the former troubles are forgotten and they're hid from my eyes. Verse 17. Look at this. For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. The former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Verse 18. But be glad and rejoice in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. For the sound of weeping will be no more. No hurt in it, nor cry of distress. Verse 20. There shall no longer be an infant who lives a few days or an old man who dies prematurely. For the child shall die at 100 years old. And the sinner when he dies shall be 100 years old shall be thought of as a child. Verse 21, watch this. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat fruit of them. This same passage, we're right around vineyards. This is the calling of God. Look at the atmosphere around us. Every day, you men that come here to Teen Challenge, look at what you're driving to. It's evidence of, it should be a reminder of what God has called us to, to restore the land. To fulfill the original call of Adam to expand the garden. That's our call. Wherever we are, whenever we are. Recently, I was in Vegas. I took my daughter for a volleyball tournament. And I'll be honest, I was grieving. I was struggling. For this, those of you who get grieved with what goes on in Vegas, I was struggling. And, and I remember at one point in my life, it didn't grieve me. I was in the middle of it, enjoying myself. But now, the things that I once hated, I love, and the things I once loved, I hate. Evidence of him working in you. I encourage you right now, if that's not your testimony, today's the day of salvation. Because, see, when God moves in, he starts rearranging furniture. And so, look, I'm there. And, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and I'm praying, and I'm like, God, I can't stand this place. I hate this place. <laughs> and God reminded me of a truth. Satan cannot create a thing. He can only distort and pervert it. And so I was thinking about that, and I said, wait a minute. Okay. And I got to thinking about every, I started thinking about my life. And how at one point I was gifted to speak, and I was using it for all the wrong reasons. Hollering at ladies and all this other stuff, right? 
When really this gift was meant to be what was being used in the dark was meant was an original calling and a gift to be used in the light. Our gifts and our calling and our purpose and our assignment, wherever we are and whatever way has been used that the enemy's perverted it, it's actually meant to be used that much so in the light. And so I was thinking about the place of Vegas and God reminded me, he said, it's the same for this place. He said, think of every place that we think is particularly full of sin. Rio de Janeiro, San Francisco, Vegas, all these places. The devil didn't create one of those places. He simply distorted them. And so I asked Father, I said, Father, what is the calling and the purpose and the assignment of Vegas? He told me, Matt, my calling for Vegas was hospitality. But look at how the enemies perverted it. And I asked the Lord, I said, well, wait a minute, I'm the deputy mayor for the city of Fresno. What's the calling and purpose for Fresno? He said, Matt, one of the gifts in the one of the greatest gifts that I've given Fresno is diversity. I mean, diversity is in the Godhead. And look at how the enemies distorted it, putting black against brown, white against black, separating cities, poor against rich. The diversity is the gift on first. So my question is, what's your assignment? How has the enemy maybe distorted or perverted your calling and it's really meant for you to use in the light for him Christ in you, as my brother Sue said, the hope of glory. And what's the calling of your land? Where you're at with your job, in your vocation, in your school, with your family, on your street. What is the calling? That's all our land, guys. And God's willing to give us the answer if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. It's an assignment, guys. And so today, I'm excited that we have a moment here. Can I get keys up here? We have a moment. See, the Bible says the word must come in word and in power. And if he's going to show up, if he's going to do something, if he's here, I guarantee you nothing stays the same. If something leaves the same way, that it, then the Lord wasn't there. So I believe right now, I believe right now there's an opportunity that heaven is open. And there's an opportunity right now for a couple of things. Because he first says, if my people which are called by my name. First of all, you got to be his people. Forget anyone in here, man. Jesus humbled himself. He was naked on a tree. God himself got naked on a tree. If you do not know the voice of God, because he says, my sheep know my voice if you don't have that testimony to say he's coming me and rearrange furniture now is the time today is the day of salvation if that's you stand up thank you father 
bless you. Listen, he's called us to repent. That's what that message is. You've heard the good news now. He says if you call on him, he will answer. Forget everyone in here. Close your eyes. He says if you call on him, he will answer. He will. He's so gracious. He's so loving. We sung about it. We told him we loved him earlier. He's saying, I love you. He says, I have purpose and plan for your life. I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Father, we repent. We turn from our sins. We turn to you. We ask you to come in and make a home in us now, Lord. Make us more like you, Jesus. Bold and unashamed. Unafraid to humble ourselves. Say it with me if you'd like. You just say, Father, make your home in me. Make me like you. I repent of my sins. Give me the mind of Christ. I accept your son, Jesus. He paid the price for me. From this day forward, I will follow you. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Yeah, it's, it's okay to weep. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to cry out. Just talk to him, church. However you want to talk to him, whatever you want to tell him, just tell him it's only you and him right now. thank you father you gave a promise you said you who began a good work in us will complete it it's not up to us Lord God it's not by works we're saved by grace through faith it's a free gift and we receive it Lord it's your goodness that leads us to repentance and we know the men and women that we were So be encouraged if you've just called on the name of the Lord. Evidence that he has began it in you is that he will complete it in you. It's not up to you. But can we go a little lower now because I think we're family. I think a lot of people just jumped into the, to the pool with the Lord. Like me. 
can we go a little lower because he said if my people were his people are called by his name we'll humble ourselves and pray can we cry out to the Lord now for what's going on around us in our land for the homeless it's not okay God it's not okay that your creation made in your image are out there Lord God in the streets in the heat with no roof Father Father we ask you you said you'll provide our every need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus oh God for every person who's dealt with addiction or even those who've been dealing with addiction in here it's not okay God we break and we bind that spirit of witchcraft that would cause any pain that would cause people to hurt their own families in the name of Jesus we break it Lord it's not okay for every person in this community who's felt ostracized or set, set aside Lord God for many in the LGBTQ community Lord Father reveal yourself to them help them know their true identity in Christ Jesus for every person with good intent that has broken hearts out of religiousness Jesus help us for every child who's in a broken home for those for those who are hurting Lord I thank you that that you're a comforter you said you'd send a comforter because you knew we need comfort Jesus go with them now it's not okay we as the church we're not okay with it God for every senior and elderly person Lord God who feels alone I father it's not okay we're not okay with it as a church be a friend to them oh Lord beauty for ashes oil of joy for mourning trade them Lord God God garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness in Jesus name and now God for every other situation for every name that is named you said every name must bow to the name of Jesus for the things we don't even know to pray for the things that are too deep for our utterance Lord we grieve for those things we're not okay with it if it's not okay with you help us to have your heart help us to see people through your eyes the way you see them God help us to be your church your ecclesia God said if we pray in this way in humility you forgive our sin you'll heal our land so now God we take authority I take my authority in this place over the land first in the land of the bodies of people in this place if you're dealing with an illness right now in the name of Jesus that's land the enemy will try to occupy if you're dealing with illness, would you stand? 
We're going to pray for you right now. Someone put an arm on that person, on the person next to you. If anyone's standing with illness, please. We're taking back the land. Come on, church. We're the church. Father, in the name of Jesus, go ahead and start praying over. Pray over them. Ask them what's going on. If it's an arm, if it's a leg, if it's a neck, if it's a kneecap, if it's an elbow, if it's an ankle, if it's your teeth, if it's your gums, if it's your eyesight, I don't know what it is. If it's your blood or your organs, I don't know what it is. Pray over it. Declare them free. For he who the Son is set free is free indeed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take our authority. You said wherever our feet shall trot, it's given unto us. I take authority over bodies in this place. I declare healing right now. Lord, I thank you. You were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon you. And with your stripes, Jesus, I declare them healed. Healed. Healed in Jesus' name. I declare them healed. Arms healed. Legs healed. Back healed. Head healed. Stomach healed. Heal healed in the name of Jesus. Test it out. Test it out. Test it out. Whoever, whoever, whoever stood up for prayer, I want you to test it out. If it was your back, if it was your knee, I need you to test it. Because the King of Kings is here. This ain't about how long we shout or how we sweat. It's Jesus. Can you test it out? How you doing? How you doing? Raise your hand if you just felt the manifest presence in our heel. Let me see it. Let me see your hands. Look there. Look there. Look there. These are not liars. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're not done. It's time to take back some more land. It's time to take back some more land. I need you to speak over your job. I need you to speak over your family. I need you to speak over your city. I need you to speak over your neighborhood. You gotta take it back now. Fulfill your calling in Christ Jesus. Take back the land. Take back your church. Take back your children. Take back your parents. In the name of Jesus, it's not over. Declare it. You, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Speak it. Go ahead. Father, we thank you. We take back our landlord. We take it all back. It's just the beginning. Take it back. Remember your assignment. If my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Humility, guys, is the way, is the path to come up here. He said, I'll hear, I'll forgive, and I'll heal your land. This ain't no feel-good message, guys. This is the gospel. This is our good Jesus, the King of kings that we came to praise. And so with that, We'll just end. I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me 
to be with you. Let's give the Lord Jesus a big shout. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.